Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Game Notes, your Utah Jazz podcast that's still on the Athletic Podcast Network. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Dave DeFore. That giggle listen, that you no, hear. No, we got to explain. Nah, All right, gonna, listen. You're Dave DeFore and I'm Tony Jones, but we got to right. explain. All it's right, the holidays. Right. There's the, the explanation. Listen, we, we had Christmas. We had New Year's. Um, we had, we had you know, stuff. Uh, life. Yeah, long long road trip and everything i mean life finds know, a way family of getting listening. in the way of this podcast tony but we <laughs> we are back that's right the boys are back in town and rudy gobert's back in town in denver he tony's in denver out of, he is out of health and safety protocols and uh we are recording this on sunday night uh after a 125 102 win uh, for the Jazz over the Denver Nuggets, and Rudy Gobert was sensational. 18 points, 19 rebounds, two block shots, plus 36. Insane. In the plus, mi- in the plus minus, uh, in the plus minus column. Uh, clearly, the Jazz looked a little bit different with uh, Rudy Gobert in the lineup as opposed to him out of the lineup. All right, Tony. So, look, the plus 36 stands out. You know what else stands out to me? What, the, in the starting the, lineup, in the starting lineup, Rudy Gobert and Mike Conley were the only positive guys in plus minus. So they played this really close game for three quarters, and then Rudy Gobert in the bench. Rudy Gobert, Mike Conley, all right, so, Jordan Clarkson turned it on, and right they took advantage of of a fatigued Nuggets team on the second night of a back to back. I think that it's easy to read a little bit too much into that. And say, well, Donovan Mitchell is minus four. What's going on there? But I do think that Denver ran out of steam, and and Gobert was in there to take advantage of it. But he was a monster in this game. I don't, I don't want to overlook that. Well, Denver ran out of steam, but the, right. the, the bigger problem with Denver was they had to take Nikola Jokic on off the floor somehow. So they did so in the first quarter. Uh, they they did so in the first half, and when they did in the first half which was about two minutes left in the first quarter, bridged the second quarter, which is typically when Gobert comes back from his first quarter rest. The Jazz scored 13 in a row. They did the same thing in the second half. And in about three minutes, the Jazz scored 17 straight points. The Nugget, the story of tonight's game was that the Nuggets that the Jazz absolutely obliterated the Nuggets in the non-Nikola Jokic minutes. Just absolutely, you know, 30, 30 to nothing uh, if you combine uh, the first and second halves and, and it won them the game. 
And Denver gets smoked without Jokic out there. Jokic was plus five in a game. Jokic was awesome. 25 points, 15 rebounds, 14 assists. He he had a triple-double like super fast. Yes. But but the truth is, I mean, yeah, Jokic got his, but not a lot of other guys did. I mean, Aaron Gordon had 20. Aaron Gordon, this, had, Aaron Gordon was really good, 25 yeah. and 5. Yeah, but um, but this is the thing, right? Like when you have Gobert, okay, you're gonna get you're gonna give up points to Jokic, especially where he operates. But those cutters were not were not feasting when Gobert was up right. there. Right, that's the difference. And, and you know, of course, the the big talk around the team for the last few days was Rudy's comments on Friday in his first practice after getting out of health and safety protocols, Tony. Uh, and he called the team out and specifically called out Donovan Mitchell. Right. And, and I don't think it was a bad thing. I don't either. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay. If you, whoever's listening to this, if you've played competitive sports, you know that internally people call each other out all the time. People challenge each other all the time. People were going to say, yo, you know, we're playing so-and-so John Q rivalry tonight. That guy's going to eat you. That guy's going to kill you. What you going to do about it? And you get pissed off. You get riled up and you go out and play a great game, right? And to me, the only thing that was atypical about Rudy Gobert's comments was the fact that he made them in public and not made them in publics. And what he was basically saying to me was, yo, Phoenix has their act together. Right. Golden State has their act together. We don't have our act together. Look at Devin Booker. He, he, there's a guy who hasn't defended in the past. He's defending now. He's taking the challenge. And he's looking at Donovan like, we need you to take the challenge. Because if you are a two-way star that we know you can be, then guess what? Our team is going to be that much better. And our team is going to have our act together. And we're going to get there. And, you know, was it a, a little bit, um, was it a little bit direct? Sure. Was it, a, was it you know, a little bit, could, it, could Donovan have taken it the wrong way? Possibly. But did Rudy Gobert lie? No, not one bit. And if you don't want Rudy Gobert, who is probably the best player on this team, to get on you about your defense, especially when he's the guy who's been single-handedly carrying this team defensively, then guess what you should probably do? Play better defense. And it's not like this guy doesn't have you know any standing, right? This is right. not Jordan Clarkson calling out the defensive effort. This is Rudy Gobert, Defensive Player of the Year, All-NBA Defender, uh, walking top-five defense, right? Like He's not calling you out for missing free throws. I, I think that this is good. This is the sort of leadership that this team needs, frankly. They need that on the defensive end. And he's not wrong. He's not lying. And by the way, he's not just talking to Donovan Mitchell. I know that because he brought up Booker, it's natural go to, to go to Mitchell. But it's not just Mitchell that's you know absolutely dog crap at the point of attack. You know, Donovan Mitchell doesn't. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. It's the whole team. The I, whole, I think the only really soft, th- Tony. There are two good point of attack defenders on this team. One, one has been Mike Conley. The other has been Royce O'Neal. That's not enough. 
that's not enough. You need everybody. You need Bullion to be good at the point of attack. You need all of those guys. Like, you don't have to be good, but you don't have to be conciliatory. <laughs> and that's right. where the Jazz are too far been. You got to look at it like this. You know, the Indiana Pacers well, Saturday or the Saturday before, because it's now the Saturday, eight days ago or nine days ago or whatever, they scored 125 points. The Detroit Pistons, they scored 125 points. The next night, the Pacers went and played the Boston Celtics and, and needed overtime to score 90. Well, Demonis Sabonis putting up the kind of numbers he put up against Utah, I, that's embarrassing. You just, you can't let that stuff happen. No. No. You it's can't awful. let that stuff happen. Well, and I think that this is the point that Gobert was making. If you look at Phoenix, DeAndre Ayton missed a ton of time, man. He's got, He hurt his ankle uh, today on Sunday, actually. So he's going to wind up missing more time. They didn't miss a beat. The great teams can lose a key guy. And DeAndre Ayton is probably more than a key guy for that team, to be honest with you. He's not Gobert, right? In, in you're, if you're Utah, you're going to struggle anytime Gobert misses time. It just is what it is. That's the, the level of player he is. You're not going to be as good. But, I mean, they're, they're not, they can't be as bad as they were without him, Tony. I refuse to believe this team just isn't, isn't a little bit better. You know, I thought they struggled without Rudy Gobert, obviously, against Indiana and and, and Detroit. Um, but I also thought they struggled without Rudy Gay. Oh, absolutely. And, and that, I, I think that was big. Because I think, you know, Rudy Gay added a level of, of you know, know-how defensively as a small ball five. And, and the way he spaces and stretches the floor offensively, I thought that really hurt them as well. You know, well, and, and having a guy who can play, I, I mean, this is the thing, right? Like, it's if you don't have Rudy, Rudy Gay, you're you're putting a worse player on the court right. for those minutes, and you were already putting a worse player out there for Gobert, right? So now you're you're diminished at, in two rotation spots, right? So the expectations should have been lower, but the effort was was pretty poor, and you know, and I think. Number one, I, I think, you know, Rudy Gobert did a really good thing tonight, a really subtle thing, which was, you know, he obviously criticized Donovan, but he made sure to shout Donovan out tonight in post game uh, for, for you know, the level of play that he, he played defensively. So, you know, I think that, you know, that, that goes a long way towards your teammates. Like, hey, this guy's not afraid to call me out, but he's not a, also not afraid to let me know that I did a good job. And I think that that's big. But, you know, the the, the thing that, that I look at is that, you know, this is a critical time in Utah's schedule, right? Like, you know, the Nuggets, that's a division opponent. You know, you're seeing the Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron James for the first time uh, on Monday night. And, yes, I know that, you know, the Lakers have struggled, but the Lakers are still the Lakers, and LeBron is definitely still LeBron. That's number two, okay? You You – you go get two home games against the Rockets and the Pistons, right? You haven't always taken care of business this year. You suffer some really bad losses. So let's go ahead and take care of business, right? And then the fun starts. You got Golden State. You got Phoenix back-to-back. You got Phoenix again. So you got Golden State, Phoenix, and Phoenix three times in four nights. Then you go to Memphis, 
who's playing as well as any team in the league. And then you go to the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, who beat uh, Golden State by 20 tonight. And also, Minnesota, for some reason, Carl Anthony Towns is just like, it's it's Utah kryptonite. Right. I don't get it, but it is a thing. I mean, this is, you're right, Tony. This is, and this is the thing about this team. We're going to come away from the next few weeks knowing if this team is serious or not. And, and, and it's funny that we're leading up to the trade deadline, too, because I think that this is going to be instructive for them. They're going to find out for sure if they can do anything without this defender, this mystery defender that they're going to go out and get. Are there any mystery defenders that they can't? <laughs> that this is the thing. So I cannot. Uh, you know, you hear the rumors, right? Oh, okay, Utah. They they made a move a, a little while ago. Okay, they're gonna they're gonna try to find a wing defender, a point of attack defender, uh, a guy that they couldn't sign over the summer, right? Guy that they couldn't find. They're gonna go find him now. I, I just I don't know who that guy is. Cam Reddish could have maybe been a guy, but he's not the caliber of player that I think that they want. The Jazz didn't have have the assets. To, of course to not. But but I also don't think Cam Reddish is the guy. Like I don't think Cam Reddish is good enough to be the guy that Utah needs. Well, Cam Reddish isn't the guy that Utah wasn't the guy that Utah needs because Cam Reddish wants the ball. Well, he's also twenty two years old, that's and he's not ready. To, he's right. not ready that's, to be the, the best defender on a court. Or, that's the whole reason why he wanted out yeah. of Atlanta anyway. Yeah, that's not. Because it's not a realistic. Yeah. It's not a realistic spot for him. But what I mean is, like, I mean, that's that was a 3 and D guy that was out there. You need a veteran 3 and D guy that's still somewhat in his prime or in his prime that can defend and knock down shots and who's preferably six foot eight. I so, don't so know, need, where, I don't know where that exists. They need so they need McCall McHale Bridges. Yeah. Can they get Otto Porter? Right. I, I just don't think so. So, you know, you're going to need to see some internal improvement, right? And that comes, honestly, in, in this on this team is going to come from Donovan Mitchell and it's going to come from effort. Donovan Mitchell's got to stop dying on so many screens, man. It's got to be better. But It's got to be better from, from Donovan. It's got to be better from, from Joe Ingles. It's got to be better from Bojan. It's got to be better from Royce. It's got to be better from everybody. I mean, yeah. the Jazz aren't going to win a championship just outscoring teams. Like it's like the last. There's been one. I think there's been one team in the last thirty years who's won a championship that way. Twenty sixteen Cleveland Cavaliers. That's the only team I could think of since. I I I can't even go back. I mean, you look at every team. You know, those Celtics team, those Lakers teams. Those Pistons teams, uh, the Kobe Lakers, obviously the the Michael Jordan Bulls, you know, any team that's won a championship, those teams were great defensive teams and they got stops. The 2016 Cleveland Cavaliers, the only team that I can think of that did not get stops on a regular basis that won a championship. So... I mean, the sample size of one team in 40 or however many years, you know, it's it, it's you, you got to defend. You got to get stops. And the Jazz are eventually going to be in a series where they're in a place where they're going to have to get a lot of stops. But also it's about playmaking, Tony. 
This team just does not have d- defensive playmaking outside of Rudy Gobert. They 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 just don't. They don't they don't generate enough steals on the perimeter. So they're not getting enough fast break opportunities and transition opportunities. We know that they're great in semi transition, right? Like they take those threes and they keep opponents on their toes. But the truth is, man, they, I think that they could actually they could boost their offense if they could boost their defense a little bit. We know this, and I know it's cliche to say it, Tony, but good defense leads to what? Good offense. When you're when your offense is struggling a little bit, when you're not hitting shots, what do you normally what does the coach tell you to do? Hey, let's turn it up on defense. Let's get some easy ones. And, and- that's what happens with this team. They don't, they don't have the ability to do that. They rely on Rudy Gobert to do all of their defensive playmaking. You know, is the, the other M- thing is, you know, when they miss a few shots, I think they let it affect them on the defensive end as well. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Is I'm gonna ask you a question. I'm gonna and I'm this just popped in my head and I'm putting you on the spot here. So, you know, I'll cut it if you don't want me to leave it in here. No, go ahead. Seven game series. Starts tomorrow. Everybody's healthy. Memphis, Utah. Who are you taking? I'm taking. I'm still taking Utah. But it's a six or seven game series, right? But it's definitely a six or seven game series, and it's definitely um, a series that um, can, to me, can go either way. I, I would pick Utah because I think they have a level of shot making. That that Memphis can't reach. Well, Memphis can't shoot, so yes, right. And <laughs> but, um, I definitely think in a seven game series, Memphis athleticism and John Morant in their complete non fear of Utah, like they have no fear of Utah whatsoever. That that can make this series, um. Um, that that could make this series um, a real toss-up. So I, I think it's six or seven games for sure. I would still pick the Jazz, but it's 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 a lot closer than it was last year. I mean, I think it's closer feeling than if I would have asked you this three months ago, right? So we're seeing, mm-hmm. like with Memphis, internal growth. I mean, just having Desmond Bain. You know, a guy that they get with the thirtieth pick. <laughs> yes. What uh, it's th- those sort of moves on the margins has made it so that Memphis could potentially leapfrog Utah. Yes. That's that's an issue. Utah Utah is going to have to figure out how to improve internally. I just don't know where it's going to come from. 
aside from Donovan Mitchell on the defensive end? So I think here's one thing. I mean, I, I think the Jazz, I don't, I don't know what they're doing with Daniel House, but, you know, I think that, you know, they want to bring him back for another 10-day if they can. Um, And I think they want to see where where that goes. Um, I I also think that Eric Paschal is playing really well right now, like well enough that I think he's – actually putting some pressure on some guys to, to kind of get their stuff together and, and play a little bit. Um, because I think he's, he's playing well enough that he's demanding some playing time. And those are guys that I think in, you know, even if they can't stay in front, like they compete and that's what you need. Like you need to compete defensively. Like I think Eric Pascal can help the jazz in the playoffs. I really do. Because I think that he competes defensively. I think he has long arms. I think he's, uh, very athletic for 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 his size, and I think he does stuff offensively that helps in a play like in a playoffs where you, you need to break your guy down off the bounce. I think he can do that, and I think that he can finish through contact. Like he's a really tough kid, so I think that Eric Pascal has a chance to 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 be important as an ancillary role player uh, in the playoffs. Well, Tony, midseason, really at the halfway point, uh, what, what would you give the Utah Jazz if you were grading the first half of their season? Obviously, you know, the whole league has been nuts and guys in and out of rotations and lineups and contracts. And, I mean, we were just talking about another 10-day deal. Uh, so, graded on a curve. But what would you give them? Um, I'd probably give them a – B minus because um, I think that that Phoenix and, and, and Golden State have played a, a clear level above them so far this year. And, and, you know, on the one hand, I know that the Jazz, you know, part of the Jazz mentality is, yo, we got the first, we got the one seed last year. And, you know, you see how good that does us. We need to be playing our best um, at the end of the season at the playoffs. And that's all well and good. But on the other hand, the Jazz have given away too many games um, to, to teams that they should never have given games away to. And we're talking about championship habits. You know, teams, I've seen teams fail in the postseason and teams I've seen teams fail in the postseason and the ones that, you know, have failed, you know, they come back with a hunger, right? Like they're trying to annihilate everybody. They're trying to go at everybody. And, you know, like I remember those bad boy teams, like, you know, they, they butted their heads against the wall time and time again against the Boston Celtics. And, you know, finally they broke through and they were just annihilating everybody. Same thing with Chicago. Like they, they butted their heads against the wall against Detroit time and time again. Finally, they got they got tired of it and annihilated everybody, you know. And and I haven't seen that kind of, that level of hunger from the Jazz this year. You know, this is supposed to be the year where, you know, you you want to win a championship. This is supposed to be the year where you want to be the last team standing. 
you know, where's that hunger coming from? Where's that hunger? Like, why do we have to come? You know, there have been at least two come to Jesus moments for this jazz team this year. And yeah. we're not even halfway through the season. So, you know, I, I think um, I think they have to, you know, just kind of figure out a way to um, uh, to develop, you know, like Rudy Gobert said, to develop some, some of those championship habits uh, that 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 are that are needed and that they're going to need down the line. For sure. Um, I'm curious to see how things go. I mean, the January 15th date we've all been waiting for, for the you know trades to open up. And, and I, I think this is a season, Tony, where I'd be trying to strike now. I wouldn't be waiting until the deadline. You got to get out there. There's going to be so many teams buying. You know, you, you basically have 20 teams competing for playoff spots at this point with, with the play-in. I think that Utah needs to get out ahead of this and, and try to find a deal. If they're going to go get a guy, go do it now. You agree? Yeah, I think so. If it's doable, you know, I mean, if it's doable, I definitely think so. You know, the th- the thing about it right now is is that, you know, th- this is let's be real about this group. This is it for this group. This is it. This group doesn't win a championship. This group doesn't get to the NBA finals. If this group at the very least doesn't get to the Western Conference finals, it's going to look different next year. There are going to be decisions made over the summer, you know, so it's, you know, I I, I think that this is the year you just got to go all in. You got to do whatever it takes. If it do a first round draft pick somewhere down the line, then you know what? It costs you a a first round draft pick somewhere down the line. You got to do it Um, because number one, it's out there. Yes, Phoenix is really good. Yes, Golden State is really good. Yes, the Brooklyn Nets that are that are healthy are really good. Yes, the Milwaukee Bucks are, are really good. But guess what? There are no perfect teams in this league this year. Everybody's got a wart of some kind. So, you know, if 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 it's that competitive, if it's that wide open, you you just gotta go for it, in my opinion. Well, that's going to do it for this week, folks. Thanks for hanging out, and uh, I'm sure you missed us the last couple weeks. We're going to try to get back on schedule now that uh, Tony and I have reconnected here in 2022. Happy New Year. I know it's two weeks, and I'm not supposed to say it uh, after what? What is it, day eight or day nine, Tony? What's the acceptable norm for New Year? Look, man, I still got my Christmas tree up. All right, that's going to do it for the show, folks. Uh, go check out Tony's stuff over at The Athletic. Go sign up for The Athletic at theathletic.com slash game notes. Support the show. Let them know you love us. Uh, for Tony, I'm Dave. We'll catch you guys next week with another episode of Game Notes.
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.